Ax looms after Al-Shabaab militants released a public statement promising more violent attacks. And for more on this, we're joined on the line now by our correspondent in Kenya, Sarah Kimani. Sarah, thanks for speaking to us this morning. Can you confirm uh, that Al-Shabaab has issued a public statement promising more bloodbaths in Kenya? Yes, they did that two days ago, and they said that uh, they are responsible for this attack, and that they will continue uh, to wreak havoc in the country and make life very difficult for Kenyans. They actually say that rivers of blood will flow in the East African nation. And how has government responded to this, given that, uh, you know, they've come under criticism for uh, the response after Thursday's shooting because it is said that it took at least seven hours for troops to deploy? The government has said that uh, it did its best. And it says it, when you look at how it dealt with the West Gate siege, and this particular siege, it says that there is an improvement in terms of the time it took uh, to end uh, the siege. Remember, it took four days. Uh, the people are saying that more lives could have been saved if uh, the government had uh, planned well with logistics, because they say it's a country that is now at a war with an enemy, and so they need to arrange themselves in a way that at any given time they have their troops ready uh, to move uh, and and you know, uh, quell any, any such kind of an attack. But there are heightened security in most parts of the country. Uh, yesterday during the church services, there were a lot of uh, uh, police presence in churches. Um, you can also notice police presence on the streets. Our uh, president letter has said that his government will fight terrorism to the end. Mm. And, and, and there has been another twist in the story, um, Sarah, uh, the revelation that the son of a government official um, ha- was actually one of the four men who attacked Garissa University. Now, how has that story unfolded? Well, um, still very early in the morning here, but uh, yesterday the Ministry of Interior released uh, uh, his picture uh, but the picture that they had initially was a picture that uh, shows his left body uh, lying in one of the uh, rooms at the university. And they say that um, Abdullahi was a law graduate, was a law student uh, from the University of Nairobi. Uh, they say that he's an A student and had been described as a brilliant upcoming lawyer uh, who left the country uh, to go and fight alongside the Al-Shabaab militants. Um, but they agree that his father uh, reported to the police and the police was keeping track of him. We are not sure where they lost track and at what point uh, he got back into the country to carry out uh, the attack that happened on Thursday last week. Sarah, does this raise concerns um, over, you know, more Kenyans who are actually fighting alongside Al-Shabaab, um, you know, perpetrating these heinous crimes? Yes, uh, there has always been uh, a knowledge that indeed young Kenyans uh, are fighting alongside Al-Shabaab and they have been um, recruited and uh, sent into the country uh, to go and fight inside the country. Uh, what is not quite clear is how many uh, these children, and uh, when they return into the country, it is very difficult sometimes for people to know because the border between Kenya and Somalia is quite long. Uh, but what the Kenyan government has been doing is uh, speaking to uh, parents in some of the areas that are most of these recruitment, asking the parents to report uh, the minute their children disappear and if they ever sneak into the country for them to report. And that, uh, when we hear uh, President Kenyatta speaking immediately after an attack, uh, he sounds sometimes frustrated because we say um, in most cases uh, these children, that for example, in this uh, particular 
statement he issued last week. He says uh, some of these kids are embedded in the communities and their parents and their families have not been able to come out for and support the government in identifying them. So what is the general feeling in Kenya like at the moment? I see uh, there have been uh, curfews imposed, dusk to dawn curfews along that 700-kilometer border with Somalia. And, um, you know, of course, also it, it, it raises the question about the people's confidence in um, the government to actually deal decisively with the Al-Shabaab threat. Kenyans are coming with the victims of the uh, attack and uh, they have started uh, a social media campaign to name each and every of their 147 kids as saying that uh, students, sorry, saying that uh, none of the students deserve to die without uh, Kenyans or, uh, or being buried without Kenyans knowing their names and what their dreams were. So they have started the hashtag 147, not just a number. Also, uh, to share their frustration with the government because they feel um, every time... Uh, an attack happens, the numbers are given, and uh, the country, after that, after they bury the dead, the country moves forward. So they want to, you see, they want to put pressure on the Kenyan government to do more. Uh, sometimes when you listen to people, uh, you get a sense that uh, people are frustrated and they feel that the government is not doing enough to stop the attacks. Mm. And, and, and the withdrawal of uh, Kenyan troops fighting in Somalia, is that something which government is even considering? And uh, do you believe or do Kenyans believe that uh, that would actually, you know, go some ways into alleviating this threat from Al-Shabaab? President Kenyatta has repeated that uh, the troops will stay in Somalia, but the country is quite divided on people. Uh, who think that the troops should come back, and those who feel that uh, the troops must finish their work and get back to the country. So yet another uh, divisive uh, issue that comes every time an attack happens.